The Cell Phone Junkie Podcast, episode 123. And Joey, I think one of us today has a new phone. Mickey Papillon is a cell phone junkie. I did make the switch and I am over with AT&T. As the rumor has been going, I did order a Centro. So I guess I would compare it to something like Mobile Utopia. Worst battery life ever. All right, we ready? Recording. Here we go. Baltimore gets its Zome, Washington, D.C.'s Metro, to get its GSM, and the iPhone gets VoIP calling. My name is Mickey Papillon. And I'm Joey Coppice. And on this week's show, we're going to have the regular news, devices, and software, but no questions or comments this week. Uh, we've got a lot that were sent in over the past week, and due to scheduling, we'll be uh, recording midweek this week, still publishing the show uh, next weekend, so you can be sure to get it uh, next Sunday. But we're going to do a, a show pretty much completely dedicated to questions and comments this week. So if you've got any, get them in to us as soon as possible so we can get them on the show. And you can do that by either emailing to questions at the com or giving us a call at 206-203-3734. Well, Joey, you spent some time this week on the T4 Show podcast. Why don't you tell everybody about what that was? Well, it wasn't about cell phones. It was about uh, Netflix Roku Player. And it was a, it was a nice, uh, lighthearted discussion about the, 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 uh, how much I love that device and how great it is, really. So if anybody's interested in the Netflix Roku, uh, check it out on the T4Show.com. And Michael Mana over there is the host of that show, and as uh, he he's been on this show, in fact, in the past too, does a great job with the the show. He's up to I think show number eighty seven or eighty eight now. It was eighty five that you were on. He's done just been doing a ton of them this week and in, in different segments. And um, in fact, talked to Mark Elliott uh, in the I think one of the past shows about the the Zome network that uh, we mentioned there at the beginning of the show. So check Michael out over there at t4show.com. Also, this past week, Joey and I released TCPJ Unlocked, show number five. And this show pretty much was dedicated to a number of random topics that we wanted to chat about. Those include converged devices, keyboards on phones, Bluetooth, data cards, and also touchscreens. So if you haven't had a chance, check that out. Head over to thecellphonejunkie.com and click through on the link for TCPJ Unlocked, show number five. And finally, I was uh, able to get my hands on the Motorola Q9C in the past few weeks and did a formal review on it, which is up also over at thecellphonejunkie.com. And this is a great device for someone who's looking for a phone that is a uh, doesn't have a touchscreen on it, but has a full QWERTY keyboard, one of the best QWERTYs that I've used in recent history, uh, very much on par to what you'd expect with, let's say, a, a BlackBerry. The 8830 was what it reminded me of as I was using it. And battery life that I have not seen on a phone in I can't even tell you how long. I had it for eight days, and I charged it once. And that's just unbelievable for me. I, I can I cannot tell you how great that battery was to use. So uh, it's a it's a it's a decent device. It does everything that you need it to do uh, very well, including email, web browsing, um, you know those types of things. And uh, so it was fun. It was a good one to use, and I was excited actually to have it. And it has the GPS, which is it makes it into a, a, a just a really handy device. I mean, uh, if you just for the price alone, I mean the email functionality. I mean the BlackBerry replacement, kind of what we talked about. Uh, I think last week or during the unlock show. I mean, wh why would you not go for this device? 
Yeah, I mean, it's it certainly adds in the functionality of of, of Windows Mobile and and allows you to do things on it that uh, sometimes you you can't with the BlackBerry. Um, you know, and, and like different the the hundred or not hundreds, but thousands of applications that you can get uh, that you may not be able to get for the BlackBerry. So definitely positive. Yeah, the Q9C is definitely something that I will purchase again for uh, employees that I manage who need mobile email. That's basically the top of my list. Yep, it's a good productivity tool. And if you'd like to read the entire review, you can do so. Like I said, the cellphonejunkie.com will have a link to it. In headlines this week, first off, the uh, Verizon has decided to restore SMS notifications. This was something that we talked about a few weeks back, where they had decided they were going to be turning off the notification that you get when you send an SMS message on their network. Well, they went back and uh, decided that that was not, in fact, what they were going to do. And so if you are a Verizon customer, you should have your SMS notifications turned back on. Metro PCS and Leap sign a major partnership that ties together a 10-year roaming agreement. Uh, and they also end some litigation between the two companies. Uh, Leap obtained 10 megahertz of Metro PCS spectrum in San Diego and Fresno, California, Seattle, and portions of Washington and Oregon states. In return, Metro PCS will acquire 10 megahertz from Leap in Dallas-Fort Worth, uh, Shreveport, uh, Bossier City, Louisiana, and Lake Lakeland, Winter Haven, Florida. Nokia has realigned its enterprise business, and they will no longer focus on selling their enterprise hardware to businesses. Instead, they're going to be focusing on smartphones and licensing their business solutions from IBM, Cisco, and Microsoft. Nokia announced its intent to acquire mobile consumer email provider Oz Communications during the fourth quarter. They provide email capabilities for wireless network operators uh, who offer access to AOL, Gmail, ICQ, Windows Live, Hotmail, Windows Live Messenger, and Yahoo. Nokia will be able to use Oz technology to provide email and messaging services for its Series 40 and S60 phones. Sprint announced that they will no longer allow Sprint Music customers to download songs to both their phone and PC. This news came from the service update page on the Sprint website, reading that beginning October 15th, the music store purchases will no longer include a second PC copy. All music store purchases will continue to be delivered to your Sprint handset, and customers will be able to back up the downloaded music from their handset to their PC, but it cannot be transferred over to other mobile devices. NextGen Wireless LLC, formed by more than two dozen small regional carrier uh, cellular companies and spectrum holders in rural areas, plan to bring UMTS and LTE technologies to their subscriber bases. They hope that the company will be able to score better handset deals for the customers, as well as save on development costs over the next generation wireless networks. At a technology conference this week, VP of Architecture for AT&T, uh, Hank Kafka has said that a lot of runway is left with HSPA and HSPA+. He went on to imply that the HSPA networks will continue to serve as AT&T's high-speed data network for at least another two to three years. He also mentioned that WiMAX will remain a niche technology and said that no company should be using the term 4G until the standard bodies have ratified the requirements of what a 4G network actually is. He said he expects LTE networks to be widely deployed within five years. Leap Wireless announced a new prepaid plan for Cricket. Paygo offers customers three different rate plans. Each plan comes with unlimited services for that day, and the users will only pay for the days that they actually use the phone. 
The $1 plan includes unlimited local calling and voicemail, caller ID, and three-way calling. The $2 plans unlimited text, me- unlimited text and picture messaging. And the $3 plan adds unlimited U.S. long distance, international texting, mobile web, and directory assistance. Paygo will be available in the Cincinnati, Dayton, Savannah, Hilton, area, uh, Hilton Head, and Houston markets first, with others to follow. Lawmakers in Washington, D.C. have cleared the way with new legislation that will allow for GSM cellular operators to install wireless services in the subway systems of the D.C. metro area. Currently, CDMA operators Verizon and Sprint, through a roaming agreement with Verizon, offer services to their customers on the metro. The new bill will allow operators such as T-Mobile and AT&T to complete uh, the the ability to build out their, their systems within the subway system of the D.C. metro. Sometime in 2009, Nokia is going to bring its Comes With Music service to the U.S. Comes With Music offers users free access to the Nokia Music Store for a year with the purchase of certain handsets. Potential bidders for Sprint's IDEN network have emerged, including Latin American carrier NII Holdings and several other private equity firms. They have said that they are exploring their options for a sale of the network. Microsoft confirmed that the Zune Music Player software is coming to the Windows Mobile platform. However, a time frame was not provided for the release. Into news today, let's talk about the WiMAX network. It was deployed this week in the Baltimore area, and we've got some more information about uh, what exactly you can get for the services. Uh, as expected, there are no contracts with this service, and uh, you can get it in multiple ways, including a day pass, which is $10, which will be essentially giving you access for a 24-hour period to these services. For $25 a month, you get WiMAX in your home. Essentially, you get uh, the ability to drop whatever connection you have in your house and uh, be able to use it uh, for uh, for a computer access. $30 a month provides wireless access to any device that supports it, uh, excuse me, including WiMAX data cards, the Nokia N810 internet tablet, and uh, expected notebooks that will offer the Intel Echo Peak solution. And finally, for $50 a month, the, uh, the launch uh, special right now that they have includes two devices for WiMAX, and that's a pick two for life option, which means you, for $50, have two separate devices uh, that use the service. So this, I think, Joey, is, is pretty good for, you know, for someone who's looking to make the change and have something that they can use pretty much anywhere they go at speeds of two to four megabits per second. I know you were very excited about it. What do you think? Yeah, where, where can I sign up? Wow, what a <laughs> great deal. 25 bucks a month for your house. I, I would love to get that right now. I, I would drop whatever cable junk I've got right now and sign up with this uh, for two to four megabits average, uh, which you know, we, the, some of the reviews said up to seven. So I um, this is I can't wait for this to come to Minneapolis area. Let me tell you, without a contract too. And there are no usage or data caps at this point. So I think that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty good. There was a hands-on article from PC Meg, and they were. Uh, they were testing out the service, and they saw download speeds averaging about 3.6 megabits. 
and went all the way up to 7.1 megabits per second. Uh, upload speeds varied from as low as 416 kilobits to up to 2.1 megabits, which is nice. Very nice. Um, you know, when, when signal strength was low, the downloads dropped down to about 600 kilobits a second and uploads were down to the 100 range. So it's certainly, it's certainly a wireless technology. And so if you're in an area that does have, does not have good service, you're going to be seeing slower speeds than what they're advertising. Uh, but I mean, I think that's pretty good. I think that is as well. And I would imagine if you're at your house, you'd have an antenna kit, especially if you're in a lower signal area. I'm sure you could put a, you know, maybe an outside antenna or a bigger indoor antenna to pick up the signal a little better. At least that's my guess. I don't know for sure on that. Well, and one thing that people will be, of course, asking about is what about latency? Because there's, you know, there's something to be said for speeds, but uh, you know, when you talk about cellular networks, there's a latency issue with it. And the average is usually about uh, a quarter second or 250 milliseconds on the cellular networks. They're saying the average latency on the Zome network right now is about 133 milliseconds, and one of the tests got them down about uh, to about 71 milliseconds. Usually, when I'm testing, Joey, I see somewhere between 40 and 50 milliseconds seconds for latency so um this is somewhere in between where i am on my cable connection and um what i see on uh you know on the cellular networks that i use so it's it's a pretty good uh, it's a pretty good latency rate and um people are saying it's also it, it fun- it's functioning in cars so um this particular uh, card here, the Samsung Express card, is is working for people no problem. They're able to use it in cars. I guess the handoffs are working um, and and stuff like that. So that's good. That's good news. Anything else you wanted to add on? No, I you know I guess the latency issue. Yeah, that is a little bit slower, but for half the you know potentially half the price, depending on what service you've got currently, either a, or a EVDO card or a you know home cable connection. Hey, it sounds like a pretty good, pretty good trade-off for that. A little bit slower uh, latency. Well, I know they're looking at other markets, including Dallas. And so uh, as we move forward here, the people uh, in other cities will get the opportunity to test out the services. And uh, hopefully it'll gain some traction because Sprint definitely needs it. The FCC is working to approve the mergers of Sprint and Clearwire for the Zoom network and also the Verizon Alltel deal by the end of the year. They made this announcement uh, this week saying from FCC Chairman Kevin Martin uh, that they're looking to get these done as soon as possible. And they're guessing uh, that it will, like I said, be done before the end of the year. A Sony Ericsson reorganization is happening, and uh, they're saying Symbian is not going to be a priority moving forward. Looks like they're they're laying off about 450 people, and uh, it's they're going to be moving on to other operating systems other than Symbian. This is something that uh, you know we'll put hand in hand with the announcement with the Xperia X1 that they mentioned, where we'll not be solely focusing on Windows Mobile. So, Joey. What should we speculate on this one? Where will they be taking their business to? Well, the only thing that's really obvious is the free Google Android. Yeah, I, I cannot see anyone else besides that. So the Sony Ericsson, not going to be going with Symbian anymore, going to be branching out from the you know Windows Mobile. Looks like Android would be a perfect fit for them. Obviously, I, I can't see Palm being it. No, no, because, well, Palm OS doesn't license their, their operating system out. Okay, so... That's it. It's gonna, they probably will will say get some Android devices here. No, nothing confirmed, of course. Just some speculation on our part. Um, but the the important thing to note is Symbian is not going to be in their future. 
Well, almost half of all U.S. cell phone subscribers access entertainment on their devices, says a survey of 200 individuals, and uh, 87.5% of smartphone owners said they access music, games, and video on their devices. 33% they use their phone for entertainment more than any other purpose, including email, GPS, and web browsing. This, of course, is uh, no surprise to anyone who's got a smartphone out there, as uh, you'll find entertainment as being on the top of the list for the uses of these devices. I have to say, I, I every once in a while, pull up the Sprint TV and watch the clips from the uh, the E Channel uh, Soup Talk Soup uh, show because they're mildly amusing. Oh yeah, absolutely. They've got I don't even know how many you know different options that are out there for for channels that you can choose from. But on all the Sprint devices that I've been fortunate enough to try out, it's it seems to be something that works very well across all the platforms, all the operating systems. Um, just a very, very smart move by them to to offer that, at least the free services. And then, of course, you can upgrade and get the pay pay package and whatnot. But definitely fun to use. And, uh, you know, I like the entertainment portion of it. Makes the devices fun, which they should be. It kind of is. Exactly. Yep. Well, AT&T's Data Connect overage is listed at $480 per gigabyte. We mentioned this because uh, there's th- there was a story that came out from Engadget this week talking about how expensive it was per gigabyte after you went over the amount in your plan. Uh, so, for example, if you had the, the $60 Data Connect plan that gives you 5 gigabytes, the overage charge is uh, $0.00048 per kilobyte or $480 per gigabyte. Um, and then it also went, goes on to say that uh, AT&T is also known for contacting you once you've racked up $100 in overages. So it seems like they are taking a, a stance and, and looking at where you're at on this uh, when, you're, when you're using the device. If you get to the point where you're way over in the amount of data that you're using, they'll get in touch with you for that. But my guess is that if you're using your device, this card this much, you probably have an idea that you're heading over five gigabytes because you're either streaming music or downloading, you know, immense amounts of data or whatever it is. But um, you know, I gotta say that's uh, that's pretty expensive when you talk about you know the charge per gigabyte of uh, of data that's pulled through there. So be careful if you're with AT and T and you've got one of their Data Connect plans that uh, it's almost five hundred bucks for every gigabyte you go over. Well, RIM says that the AT&T Bold is still in testing with AT&T. They're saying that it is not an issue on their end, but in fact, it goes back to AT&T's testing portions and that they don't want to experience any network issues similar to the ones that they had with the iPhone 3G. There is still no release date, though, so don't be looking for anything in the in the next uh, you know couple of weeks. I think it's it's going to be uh, still a little bit off into the future, which is a little bit upsetting for you know for those that were interested in it. But um, anyway, I think there's a lot that can be said about um, this device, and I think people are really going to be excited about it when it does finally come out. I was going to say it's you know I suppose it's good that they're a little, they're probably a little trigger shy here on this particular device because they do not want it to fail and uh, I, it's good for them. It, it's a lot lot worse to have bad PR about a device not working than to have it delayed. Uh, you know by who knows how many weeks. Yeah, and, and that's one of the things that that they don't want to have happen. You know, like like I said, like the iPhone, they had. You know, it's still. I mean, still people are complaining about the issues with it, and it's 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 better than it was, but it's, it's still not up to where it needs to be. And uh, so, meanwhile, my Trio uh, 750 is having no problems on 3G. So I know it's not their network; it just happens to be that particular phone. So I applaud Rim for that and uh, taking the stance of of waiting before they release it. 
Well, Samsung has uh, announced the phone that they're calling the Pixin, which is an 8-megapixel camera that in, uh, camera phone, including autofocus, a face shutter, face detection, geotagging, and an LED flash. It has a photo browser that interacts with the accelerometer to, of course, flip the phone's screen when you're flipping through photos. A video camera can shoot 30 to 120 frames per second, allowing for slow motion playback. It also has a feature that creates a, creates virtual 5.1 surround sound stereo. The camera has a 3.2-inch touchscreen, and uh, the phone itself has HSDPA uh, up to 7.2 megabits per second at 2100 megahertz, so the European and Asian markets, Bluetooth 2.0, an FM radio, and a TV out jack, and of course will support micro SD cards. Uh, looks like it will be available in select markets starting in October. AT&T will be bringing the iPhone 3G to Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands later this month. The iPhone 3G has is been rolled out in, in uh, more than 50 countries around the world up at this point, and Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands will uh, be, uh, you know, will have, have the ability to have it now. Uh, you will, uh, I guess, not have 3G coverage, though, um, as I don't think they have it there. Is that, is that what I'm reading here correctly? It looks like Puerto Rico has 3G, but uh, Virgin Islands and uh, they don't seem to have it. Saint Croix, yeah, that's where it is. It says if you're if you're in uh, Saint Croix, the uh, the Virgin Islands, you'd be able to leave the 3G off. There's no HSDPA to be found there. It looks like it will be uh, available on October 17th. Pay as you go is now available for the iPhone 3G. O2 and Carphone Warehouse are getting ready to sell the iPhone 3G as a pay as you go handset. It will cost you 349 pounds for the 8 gigabyte version and 400 pounds for the 16 gig. And it will be SIM locked to the O2 network, but will allow you to use uh, the, the services that they have without signing a contract with them. T-Mobile is launching the rugged Motorola W450. Uh, this is called the Moto Active 450, and it's going to be on T-Mobile with a GSM Edge radio quad band, 1.3 megapixel camera, messaging capabilities, and T-Mobile's T-Zones will have a micro SD card slot for up to 2 gigabytes with a 2.5 millimeter headphone jack. A, it will come preloaded with the software for the Mayo Clinic that will allow users to look up symptoms and first aid tips for ailments that develop uh, as you're out and about. So kind of interesting there. Something I guess I've never really seen with a ruggedized phone, but certainly makes a little bit of sense if you're getting in trouble while you're out and about doing your thing, I guess. Well, it could be for first responders too. Oh, that's a good point. I, I guess there's, you know, there's something to be said about, you know, being able to look up stuff on the go, um, you know, tips and for first aid or symptoms and things like that. Um, I, I can imagine it would be easier to do with a PDA device, though. This is your your typical flip style, uh, you know, handset. I can't see that. Yeah, that would make a little bit more sense, but mm. yeah, you got to have some sort of feature to sell. There you go. So if if you're looking to be able to check your, you know, what's going on with your head, or okay, I guess this is <laughs> could be anything, I guess, but. Anyway, uh, let's move on. LG launching a pair of touchscreen phones uh, to this week, the KC910 Renoir and the KP500. Both phones will launch in the European markets uh, this month, followed by other regions around the world first quarter of 2009. The KC910 is the uh, successor to the Vuti, which has uh, an 8-megapixel camera, advanced features uh, such as Scheider Kruschnack, 
certified optics, a xenon flash, auto and manual focus, sensitivity up to ISO 1600, geotagging, and also lets you focus on anything in the viewfinder simply by touching where you want the camera to focus. It will focus in, uh, to that spot and fire off the shot when you lift your finger. can also record uh, video at 5 to 120 frames per second, and it will also include a beauty shot which allows users to remove blemishes from subjects' faces. It has Dolby, Muja, Dolby Mobile for music, Wi-Fi, AGPS, and support for HSDPA 3G networks. The KP500 is, a, uh, is the affordable touchscreen model with quad-band GSM and Edge, and will come with a stylus and has messaging and photo editing features, as well as an accelerometer to auto-rotate the display when the phone is moved. Well, the Blackjack 3 slash the Samsung i907 slash the i780 looks like it is finally uh, solidified for AT&T. It's going to be known as the Samsung Epix. And it is uh, similar to what we've seen in the past, uh, very very much like the Blackjack 2 with Windows Mobile 6.1 and uh, GPS, Wi-Fi, and a, uh, a, a mouse-style um, uh, optical mouse, I should say, in the middle of it that allows for scrolling around the screen different than what you would find uh, by using a, a four or five way D-pad on it. Um, it had the Mirage name on it at one point, and looks like it's changed over to the Epics as well. Uh, so this is, will be effective uh, on AT&T's network. Looks like later in October we'll be able to release more information, including exact specifications on that when we find them. Nokia's first, first touchscreen phone has come to light. The Express Music 5800 uh, has multiple different configurations depending on what market you're in, including a quad-band edge uh, version with dual-band 850 and 1900 for North America or 2100 for the European market. has a 3.2-inch screen for 640 by 360 pixel resolution, QVGA. Touch resistance, not capacitive technology that allows the touchscreen uh, to be used with a stylus. It also has haptic feedback, three and a half millimeter headset jack, 3.2 megapixel camera with the Carl Zeiss optics, and a uh, dual LED flashes. Uh, it will run S60 5th edition, which has been adapted to work with touch input. It updates the S60 to include a new contacts bar, media key, and simplified menu systems. Will be boxed with many accessories, including an 8 gigabyte micro SD card and will support cards up to 16 gigs. The phone is available in European markets starting in the fourth quarter of this year and in the US in the first quarter of 2009. No pricing information has been released quite yet. Well, if you're on the T-Mobile network in some of the European markets, you're going to want to listen up for this one. T-Mobile has a, announced a product that they're calling the ShareDock, and this is a, uh, a router that allows you to plug in your USB uh, HSDPA modem and uh, share that connection over a Wi-Fi signal. This is something that uh, has been uh, available through different companies, like I think it was the Kyocera K1, I believe was the model number, which allowed you to plug in a PC card and share your connection over Wi-Fi. And uh, this one will cost 20, to, or 20 pounds per month on an 18-month contract, and uh, you will get the dongle for that price, but then you'll have to pay for the uh, the service on it. So anyway, this is uh, T-Mobile, and it looks like for the UK specifically. 
Verizon has priced the Motorola Crave ZN4 at $150. The Crave is a feature-rich device that allows you to do a lot of different touchscreen functionality on the front of the device and then open it up to reveal the inside keyboard on the inside, uh, which allows you to do all of your basic phone functionality. It, uh, not a whole lot else with this at this point, but uh, very much uh, your, your feature-rich phone for VCast services and uh, VCast mobile TV, VCast VZ Navigator, and all that other good stuff. Uh, let's see. The BlackBerry 8220 has gotten uh, priced for T-Mobile. Looks like new activations will give you a two-year contract price of $150, a one-year price of $200, and a an upgraded price from a uh, uh, from someone who's already got T-Mobile services will be $167, and on a one-year upgrade, $218. Um, if you want to pay full retail price for it, you can do so for $350, and uh, this will be still no date yet as far as when this is going to... Uh, when this is going to come out here, but um, nonetheless, we're we're looking forward to the first BlackBerry flip phone. And this is a uh, quite a bit more expensive than the what uh, Rogers will be asking for, which is forty nine to one hundred dollars Canadian. Yeah, well, I guess if you're on the Rogers network, you're going to be paying uh, a little bit more for the service, though, and uh, that's probably where they they get you is they get you in for a little bit more with less data on that one. So, uh, the eighty two twenty is also available on Italy's TIM network, and the specs on it include quad band edge, uh, you know, uh, for the radios, uh, an eight hundred two eleven BG Wi Fi radio in it. 128 megs of internal flash memory with a 1 gigabyte micro SD card, OS 4.6, a 900 milliamp hour battery, 240 by 320 internal display with a 128 by 160 external, 2 megapixel camera, Bluetooth 2.0, and an integrated modem for tethering. Uh, it is priced at 372 US dollars or 269 euros. The T-Mobile HTC Shadow 2 looks to be on the horizon here. A Windows 6.1 with UMA capabilities device. This will be an upgrade somewhere around the $150 price point for T-Mobile coming up here uh, sometime mid-October. Looks like when we'll be seeing this one. Those that are familiar with the Shadow know that this is the the Sure-type style keyboard, uh, not a full QWERTY windows mobile based device that they've had out for uh, approximately a year now i guess on the t-mobile network the shadow 2 looks like it'll be a nice successor here uh but at the same time a, a little bit boring i don't know joey what do you think about the styling of this one yeah it's it's basically standard htc it doesn't have anything real exciting uh it, it doesn't have the, the look of the new diamonds and the new kind of the new generation of htc devices yeah, uh, I say all I say all of this just to say that if you're looking for a Windows Mobile 6.1 device on the T-Mobile network, uh, this is going to be your chance to get it. Yeah, even though it isn't a, a new-looking de- uh, design, it is very sleek in my opinion. It's it's very clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's certainly uh, you know it's got basically uh, the 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 keys for uh, that the 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 non. Uh, keyboard devices for Windows Mobile have home, back, send, and end with a couple soft buttons, and on the back is simply a camera, and uh, so it does look fairly nice. Still going to be, uh, uh, you know, on the T-Mobile network. So if you're interested in in getting it, I'm 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 sure they'll have the 3G radio in it. Although I shouldn't say that I'm completely sure of that because they've got WMA in it. But uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, um, or is it UMA? Sorry, U- UMA, not WMA. I'm, they'll, we'll play WMA files, I'm sure, as a Windows Mobile device. 
Uh, next here, the Motorola V9X has begun shipping for AT&T. This is a um, basically a new razor is about the best way that I can put it. It is a little bit uh, cleaner of a look on it. it. has built-in GPS and an external display that also shows the GPS uh, functionality on it as well. Uh, 3G and uh, Crystal Talk technology will also be included with it. No word on the pricing and looks to be probably... Uh, uh, under $200, though, in the charcoal model here. Two uh, devices that we've talked about in the past from HP, the Oak and the Silver, have kind of been resurrected this week. The Silver uh, is kind of kind of back from the dead, so to speak, uh, from in a Wall Street Journal article that described the Windows Mobile 6.1 device with a touchscreen and slide-out keypad coming to Europe. It will get the IPAC branding on it. And it doesn't name any any specific names, but uh, WM Power User and Slash Phone are talking about a new phone uh, that uh, could be the the Oak and or the Silver, which will be uh, out in January. And it's it's a very interesting uh, to see that these have finally come back. I mean the the 910 is the front facing QWERTY that HP has got out right now, but I didn't expect to see anything. Um, you know, anytime, anytime soon like this, but um, more Windows Mobile, more of the same, I guess. If you're an HP fan, you've been looking for these. Not a whole lot else to say about this until we get some more, you know, firm information on them. Well, Time Division Synchronous Code Division Multiple Access is an acronym known as TD-SCDMA that many of us here in the U.S. don't talk about all that much. But if you're in China, you know this very well. This is the 3G network that's used throughout China. And the first Windows mobile device, ZTE's U990, is packaged with Windows Mobile 6 GPS and Edge Roaming. It happens to be the first Windows mobile device on this particular technology. And the manufacturer of it, uh, ZTE, uh, sits number six in the, uh, in the world for production volume. So a very big manufacturer for the Chinese handsets. On to some Android news. We talked about the T or the G1 last week, and uh, they issued a statement this week that the availability of it uh, will uh, has... They're, they're trying to keep up with the availability of it. They said that uh, the anticipation of it with heavy pre-sales have tripled the number of phones sold that they originally thought. And so to accommodate it, they are saying that if you want to place your order, uh, you now have the opportunity to do so on uh, through October 21st. However, it will be delivered at a later date. And uh, so just keep that in mind if you're looking to pre-order this phone is that you're not going to get it shipped out immediately when it comes available on the 21st of October. They also said they expect to sell 500,000 of these phones in the fourth quarter. And uh, that is a, a number that uh, is pretty pretty big as far as this particular device. Um, it will order, uh, T-Mobile said that they will order 2 million of the devices from HTC in the near future. And uh, they are saying that it will be a $7 billion jump in revenue for HTC uh, in the fourth quarter alone uh, and up to $18 billion in revenues for next year. The G1 is expected, like I said, to come out the, actually it's the 22nd of October for $180 here in the U.S., and uh, some uh, some pretty impressive numbers when you consider that it took uh, 71 days to get 500,000 phones for Apple's first generation of the iPhone. So pretty impressive. Big numbers. Yeah. $18 billion for next year for HTC. Wow. Yeah. 
I guess they're uh, they've, they're, they're kind of gaining some momentum here and, and got some really good stuff out there. Um, you know, this is, a, I think, a great partnership for them. We talked about it on how this particular phone is is a little bit uh, old in the styling, though, but I don't think that's going to really bother too many people. It certainly has a lot of, of different functionality, and then if you'd like to check that out, you can do so with an emulator that they've put up now. It's over at T-Mobile. Uh, T-Mobile site, and you can you can head on over there and and click through, uh, including a 360 degree view around the phone, and slide up the keyboard and slide through the the, the software and all sorts of good stuff. Um, it, it's pretty nice to to be able to do this, and and I know there are very few companies out there. Sony Ericsson, Joe, you mentioned was one that's given the ability to do this with their phones. You can try them before you buy, but it's nice to see a smartphone that's decided to take a look at this as well. So check out the link in the show notes here if you would like to check your, uh, your drive yourself through, I guess we should say, the G1 from uh, uh, from HTC. The uh, HTC Touch HD, the, one of the more anticipated Windows Mobile touchscreen phones to come out in quite a while, will go on sale early next month, November. And uh, the bad news is it's only going to be for the European and Asian markets. Uh, the United States will not be getting this phone, according to HTC, and they have no plans to bring a 3G version of it to the United States. Uh, this comes directly from HTC, and they've mentioned through their Twitter page that they have taken this uh, the complaints of this to HTC's North American management. So we will see what happens with that um, if they decide to make any changes uh, in the future for a U.S. 3G version. In the software for this week, Windows Mobile 6 for the Trio 750 has been out since December of last year, and it will be on Palm's support site through Halloween of this year. So if you've got a Trio 750 and you have not yet upgraded to Windows Mobile 6, we highly recommend that you do, and do so before the end of the month, otherwise you'll be stuck trying to download it from somebody uh, who already has it. I find this to be uh, annoying, to say the least, that they can't just continue to host it on their site. Um, any idea why? I, I've got nothing. No idea. <laughs> no clue whatsoever. I um, I'm I'm a little disappointed that they do this. I know they this is not the first device that they've done this with. Um, probably has to do with licensing for the number uh, that they have number of licenses that they paid for, and uh, may not want to pay for any more or something like that because it's through Microsoft. I don't know. Um, but anyway, if you're like I said, if you've got a 750, make sure you've got six uh, Windows six on it uh, in the next 30 days. Nokia's N96 has already got a firmware update for it. Uh, It looks like the upgrade to version 11.018 was issued this past week, and it is updating things such as earpiece volume and uh, a a number of other things that they're uh, they're not really talking about. But um, it looks like uh, the N96 has really gotten uh, it's gotten reviews. Uh, from the people that have received it. Nokia shipped out a number of these devices for people to review. And uh, people are very excited to see uh, that they have continued on with the the N-series styling with the slide-out, uh, excuse me, slide-up 12-key keyboard. And uh, that allows you to do, um, do all your, your data entry in it. But then, of course, gives you the ability to, to have Wi-Fi, GPS, and a 5-megapixel camera right on your phone. Uh, if you're interested in the Nokia's, uh, the Sin 96 will certainly interest you and make sure you get this firmware update if you have the device as well. 
Windows Live Search and Google Maps both got updates this week. Uh, Live Search got updated to version 3.5.8198 and cuts the load time in half. And looks like it's also going to uh, um, really just make it a better u- uh, experience for the user. Google Maps bumped the version to version 2.2.0.20, which is a 0.0.0.01 upgrade. Uh, looks like there's still no transit directions through uh, any of the uh, the cities that have the ability to look uh, for uh, things like getting on uh, a subway or anything like that. Uh, but they can be updated at wls.live.com and also by clicking through to google.com slash gmm to get the cab for your Windows device. Yeah, and if anybody has a Windows mobile device with uh, a GPS on it, like the uh, Q9C or the Sprint Mogul, uh, definitely check out Live Search because it's it's a full fledged free uh, real time GPS mapping and direction software, and you pay nothing for it, and it works very well. Yeah, it was one that I've used, um, you know, over over many different w- Windows devices that have had GPSs in it, and I, I really like it. It's enjoyable to use, very accurate. Uh, allows for uh, as long as you're in a coverage area, it's it's really really nice to be able to travel and just kind of watch yourself on the screen as you go. Yeah, I loaded it up this morning on the uh, the mogul, and it had a it had the GPS lock within I don't know, it was probably ten seconds, and I was inside a, a you know inside a, a structure where I had no clue that it would get a signal lock, let alone get it that fast, and it pinpointed me basically within a few feet of where I was at. So very amazing. Yep. Very nice. So if you're looking, if you've got either of those, or if you don't, I would recommend you check them out. But there are new versions of them, so make sure you get those. Uh, when you can. Next, Microsoft's mobile media starts out in a closed beta. This is very much like the Orb service, if you're not familiar. It allows you to stream your digital content from your home computer over to your phone. This includes video, music, and pictures. Uh, Not actually able to download the content, but rather stream it. And uh, so if you're one of the lucky ones who have gotten in on this, uh, you can check it out. Uh, mobile media uh, looks like it will be, uh, will be very interesting, to say the least. be nice to be able to stream uh, with something that is uh, Microsoft uh, certified and uh, you know, sent out. Uh, the iPhone has got a couple of things out this week that we found exciting in the software side. Task Sync allows for exchange over the air task synchronization now um, through the program called Task Data. It allows for it's it's not built into the operating system, but you can now uh, use it to to uh, tie directly into your company's Exchange server uh, using your credentials, and it will allow you to synchronize all the tasks tasks over. Of course, this is something that we've been able to do on Windows devices for quite a while now. Uh, it is not a free application. It's available for, I think it was either $12 or $15 through the Apple uh, application store. And, uh, but it will at least allow you to set up and synchronize all your tasks if you're someone who uses those heavily. And also, PDA Net has released a, uh, or excuse me, June Fabrics, the company who has created PDA Net, released a version for the iPhone. You do, however, need a jailbroken iPhone to install this software. It will allow your handset to share its HSDPA connection with your PC, Mac, or Linux computer over the built-in Wi-Fi. Just want to make sure that uh, you're using it in a, in a way appropriate that does not get you uh, caught. This is something that is not allowed by the terms and conditions of the uh, AT&T data contracts. 
Fring was also announced this week for the iPhone. It's a free download from the App Store. Fring is a, an application that allows you to chat and interact through your instant messaging networks, including Skype, MSN, Google Talk, AOL Instant Messenger, Yahoo, Twitter, and ICQ. It also offers voice over IP services uh, through the clients that support voice over IP and also through the Fring uh, VoIP, VoIP service. And uh, this will allow you to do so over a Wi-Fi connection only. That's probably the only way they got it passed through the the Apple Store, not allowing that to be done over 3G. Uh, It also looks like it will allow you to directly call another iPhone user uh, that's using the Fring software, call MSN and Skype users who are on their computer, and call using a Skype account. So you can use the Skype out services. Let's say you're traveling internationally and you want to make a Skype call, you can do so over a Wi-Fi connection and uh, not have to get all the, uh, the the charges put on your account that you would by, uh, by making the calls over the traditional cellular network. So uh, an interesting uh, update for, I never thought I would see this in my mind because I, I figured a, uh, Apple would have announced their own uh, instant messaging clients um, but nonetheless, you can do so with Fring. I know a lot of people are very excited about this one. Um, it's certainly a, a, a great download for those that like instant messaging. Make sure you check this one out. The HTC Touch Cruise finally officially has the Windows Mobile 6.1 upgrade um, has, uh, has, has been released here. Not a lot to say about it other than it, it is here, it is available, and uh, they've, they've, they've got it. We, we talked about it a couple weeks ago saying it was coming. It is here now, so check it out. Got a link in the show notes for you. And finally, the Android Market, uh, the App Store competitor for the Google Android uh, operating system, will offer free trials of the software, but not free bandwidth. So make sure that if you do end up getting the G1 phone, that you do have enough uh, uh, bandwidth available and in your plan to be able to use it uh, to download the applications that you need to do so. And uh, some of the applications will be in excess of 10 to 15 megabytes, and uh, so you'll be able to uh, you'll have to have a big enough plan to be able to download those. So anyway, Joey, that uh, does it for us today. If you have any questions or comments, like we said, we are going to have a, a show pretty much completely dedicated to your questions and comments next week uh, after covering the major news stories. Give us uh, a call at 206-203-3734 or send us an email at questions at com, and uh, we'll get you in. Uh, thank you very much as always. Thanks for listening. For more information about the stories you've just heard, visit us at thecellphonejunkie.com.